The Dale Jr. Download is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. You going to any concerts this summer, man? I am. I'm seeing a concert in June. Hardy and Kit Moore. Love Hardy. In uh, Charlotte. I was so stressed getting the tickets. I'm going to be front row. I'm, gonna, I'm in the pit. When these tickets go out, man, I am online as soon as tickets open i don't want to miss a thing yeah you, you know you gotta act quick yes and when you want the best you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead it's like if you're hiring for a business you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up mm. so what's the best way to do that zip recruiter ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, and right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or the neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Dalton, this probably sounds real familiar to you. It does. I just bought a house last year. And, you know, you asked, uh, why can't all this information be in one place? Well, now it is. On Homes.com, they've got everything you need to know about the listing itself, but even better. They've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework. What do you think? Did it get up? I mean, of all things to say. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> family picnic sometimes. <laughs> Are you kidding me, Mike? Oh my God, that is hilarious. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Dale Jr. Download here in the Bojangle studio with my best friend, Mike Davis. Uh, Mike, hey, I got a surprise for you, buddy. Oh, really? Yeah, we're going to start this uh, show with a surprise. Let's do Um, it. We're going to break right into it. Uh, I've been working with, you know, we got Marty Lindley working here in the shop as a crew chief. That's right. All right. That is Butch Lindley's son. Butch was one of the best, if not arguably the best short track racer around the late model sportsman ranks in the Southeast in the late 1970s. Drove this red 16. If you know the Lindley legacy, you know that car. And you know, we have a lot of great stuff in this room, right? We sure do. A lot of it's our stuff. And a lot of it's yours, yeah. Yeah, a lot of it's my <laughs> stuff. But you know that hood over there, not a real hood. Um, this number two door, I, I, it's it's a door we just made. Everybody knows that. There's a couple real authentic pieces of sheet metal, the number three AC Delco and the thirty one and eight. But it's all mine. We have re- we have one really really cool piece that I think that we all know is is one of our favorites, and it's the Dick Pitboard sign. Right, mm-hmm. that is a real pit sign. That Dick Trickle used. How many times did he come in and tag that pit sign on his way into his pit box? And and it's authentic. Yeah. Well, I've got a surprise for you that today we're going to pull down one 
of these two doors behind you. One of the, either the I think we'll leave the eight up there and pull the thirty one. Thank out. you. We're going to leave right. the eight up there. <laughs> and I got a door that's going to replace it. All, All right. right. So let Marty come on in. <clears throat> All right. So Marty Lindley coming on the Dale Jr. Download yep. on a Thursday. I like this. Oh, look at this. There it wow. is. Wow. Wow. So put that over there, lean it up against the wall at the 31. And that's where that's going to go. So, Marty, come on over here and sit down. You're just, this man is in the middle of his work day, being a crew chief at Junior Motorsports. So we got to be quick. But Marty has had this door for how long? Oh, gosh. It's uh, it's original door from 1981. 1981. Right. All right. And when did you get it? Uh, gosh, I've had it probably 10 years. Yeah. Um, it was a, it originated, it was a door. Uh, Ray Dillon, Dillon Chassis built my father, ASA All Pro Car back in 1981. And he won the very first All American 400 with it. So yeah. they sold the car locally in Greenville, South Carolina. And uh, about 10 years ago, the people that, that bought the car gave me the doors back. So when they bought the car, they must have took the doors off. They did. They changed the whole body. Whole body. And so they kept it. Yep. That is the coolest thing about some of these pieces is, is not only is it rare, it's one of, a, one of one of a legendary race car driver, but it survived. Somebody was smart enough, right, to not only just uh, paint over it a new, new you know, their own, de- their own design, or when they took it off, they didn't throw it out back or give it away to somebody um, that it would have never found you. Um, so I know having my own pieces of dad's stuff, that's authentic like this. I know how important this is to you, and but you volunteered. You have each door, the left and the right. Right. You volunteered to bring us one, uh, so that we could put it up in our shop. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah cool. We're just <clears throat> glad for you to put it up in here to honor my dad that way. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, we appreciate that. I just wanted to surprise you, Mike. This is going. All of these things, man. They put off really good energy. That's what makes this room so special. Is is pieces like this, and we got a new. A new piece in the in the in the studio that I think is going to uh, to help us create some amazing content, have some great interviews. I mean, think about the people that actually have uh, you know that have have not only watched him race but actually worked on some of his race cars that'll come through here, sit at this table. Yeah, the name Butch Lindley comes up frequently. Doesn't it does. It? I mean, that's how prevalent and how important he was to this whole racing scene, yeah. and and it's just a testament to his career, which is you know one of the greatest of all yeah. time, right? Well, I want to thank you for doing that. I couldn't believe you were going to let us borrow it. So it's it's yours. It's here. We'll shepherd it, take, we'll take care of it. We'll take care of it. That's right. Yes, sir. And when they hang it up, we won't put any new holes in it. Yep, good. All right, we'll good. use all original. I'll make sure. I know how that important that is. Yeah, we're just happy for you to do it. Uh, my mom will be tickled to death to hear this, know you're doing that, so I yeah. uh, can't w- wait for her to find out. All right, buddy. Well, thank you, man. All right, thanks all for right. having me. All right, he's going back to he's work He's going now. back to work. Going back to work to build back a winning to, race car. Back to finding speed for the Fine. Charlotte, Charlotte <laughs> race this weekend. Got the Sportsman 300. Yeah, we got the Sportsman 300 on Saturday at Charlotte. That's right. Marty's going to go out there and try to put us in victory lane. So that's I'll, that, man. I, that is How so cool, cool is man. I, I really do. Uh, I really do appreciate that. And to be honest with you, I, I'm ashamed to say that Marty worked here a long time before I realized he was Butch's son. Yeah. I didn't know that until you know some time ago. But like, uh, like Butch Lindley's a legend, man. Yeah, he was. Um, I, I'll I'll say this and wrap it up. But he was. Uh, he was so appreciated, Butch, that you know Butch passes away in a crash, um, and. Um, Marty is 
Marty is trying to get opportunities in racing as a driver, but also as a mechanic. He's doing whatever and everything he can to try to make a living in motorsports. And I remember he lived somewhere near down near Greenville Pickens or somewhere that in that vicinity. And I was riding with dad's Bush team, Tony Sr., Tony Jr. I think dad was still driving the car, but I was going with them to Darlington or somewhere to race. And I was so lucky to be with the, with the guys in the 15-passenger van. I hardly ever got to go on these trips. But we stopped off an interstate exit ramp, and Marty jumped in the truck, jumped in the van with us to go with us. And I was like, they, I remember them all talking about, hey, this is Marty, this is Butch's son. This is where he's a great kid gonna he was a teenager then and uh so i mean he's been well respected at least in the circles i've been running around in and to have him actually here working as a crew chief for us is a is such a surreal thing um under, appreciating the, the the legacy of the the, the Lindley last name and to know that he's here trying to help us get to victory lane and that we may win together would be pretty incredible i couldn't imagine what our dads would think of that they would think it's cool did yeah. uh, did did Marty stop you one day and just say, hey, I got this piece. I want to, you know, display it in the he studio? Was, what, he, how'd that he told me about the doors, and I thought of the idea oh. of the – I said, hey, what are you going to do with them? And I thought he's going to restore a car or whatever, and he, he is going to eventually um, restore a car using that body and those doors. But I was like, hey, man, until then, you know, if, where are they sitting? He's like, oh, they're just laid up, and I've got them stored away. And I was like, hey – I'd love to put them on, on the wall in the studio. He's here every day. He he knows we'll take care of it, and they're not going to go anywhere. And I was like, just bring either one of them if you would, and he was happy to do it. But um, I like – that's the real racing history right yeah. there. And that, that to me, is what belongs on the walls in the studio. I love my stuff, of course, but like the Kale Yarborough uniform, thinking about the laps Kale ran in that, sitting in that seat, bouncing around in Kale Yarborough or in Junior Johnson's Chevrolet. Um, that's the kind of history that, that makes this makes this room what it is, makes this table what it is, and makes our podcast, I think it's what makes our podcast so great. Cause yeah. It, it also makes <laughs> this place uh, popular on the shop tours. So now that when people, and if you're <laughs> listening to this stuff for real, they love yeah. coming into the studio. And so um, this Butch Lindley piece uh, will, be, yeah. will be something that they can really enjoy. The Dale Jr. Download is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. You going to any concerts this summer, man? I am. I'm seeing a concert in June. Hardy. And Kit Moore. Love Hardy. In uh, Charlotte. I was so stressed getting the tickets. I'm going to be front row. I'm, I'm in the pit. When these tickets go out, man, I am online as soon as tickets open. I don't want to miss a thing. Yeah, you, you know, you got to act quick. Yes. And when you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for a business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. Mm. So what's the best way to do that? Zip Recruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, and right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. 
Picture this. It's blazing hot outside and you need to head to work. You get into your car and turn on the AC to get the cold air pumping as soon as possible, but it doesn't work. Instead, blowing hot air out of your vents and directly into your face. No, your car doesn't hate you. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the air conditioning system, and there's an easy all-in-one solution that will restore your cold air in no time. There's no need to go to the shop and pay lots of money when you can save time and money recharging yourself with AC Pro Recharge Kits. AC Pro Recharge Kits make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience. And the AC Pro app offers clear, vehicle-specific instructions to help you get the job done in less than 10 minutes. So pick up an AC Pro Recharge Kit at any store selling auto products and confidently restore your car's cold air yourself today. Be a pro with AC Pro. So we had a great interview yesterday with Slugger Labby. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, I knew a lot about Slugger, but it was fun to learn more. I thought, you know, he's really good about details, remembers a lot about his history, and uh, remembers more about his own um, career than I do mine. Uh, but, you know, bounced around a lot. I thought your uh, idea or your you picked up on how similar his career was to Suitcase Jake, and he had sort of that same happenstance or same uh, same habit of, you know, becoming restless, right? That's sometimes the way, that's he put was. It. Sometimes he was moved out, but other times he would just say, "Yeah, this ain't for me. This ain't working. Yep. I don't like the way. Uh, I don't want to communicate, or maybe I don't yeah. like the way they're communicating to me." It felt a lot uh, Jake Elderish. But he did have these spans where he was very dependable, very uh, had some longevity, like with Michael, um, and where he's at currently with Toyota. Uh, he's been there for a really long time, but. Yeah. It's great to it's great to talk to him, catch up. I thought he was honest and transparent. Um, I'll be honest, it was nice to get some of the North Wilsboro stuff off my chest. Um, yeah. I'm feeling just a little bit better about just being able to get all that out of my system because, um, yeah, I don't know. But um, well, listen, um, <clears throat> you definitely you you came in Tuesday feeling like it was. Uh, I don't know. You weirdly felt responsible for it, and yeah. I didn't think that that was. Ne- I think you weren't being fair to yourself, but at least you were being honest with us. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, is that the the way that show started versus the way this one did with Butch Lindley's uh, piece going into the studio, vastly different. Yeah, <laughs> vastly different. Right. I was. Um, I wrote about. I wrote a bunch of notes down that I right. didn't even use Let's for hear. Slugger. Um, but only one thing. See, you know, we were just sitting here talking. He just kind of would take us down the road of of all these things. The only thing that we didn't touch on was he almost died of Rocky Mountain spotted fever. He had a bout with that that was actually con- very very serious that I didn't get. To, you know, we didn't get the chance to get to. When was that? Um, it was. He was actually a crew chief. It was actually during one of his one of his runs as a crew chief. I'm not exactly sure exactly what year it was. Who he was working with. But apparently it was really severe before it got diagnosed properly and that he could get the care that he needed to, to get turned around. Um, that was one. That was kind of the only thing that we didn't touch on. He touched on a lot of things that I didn't expect or know about, right? Like what? We had a lot of research. We had a lot of good research on him. Um, Bobby Marcus that works on in several different um, positions within our organization here at Dirty Mo Media. Um, does a lot of research for us for our guests. 
Um, a lot of times, you know, I lean heavily into some of that stuff uh, that Bobby brings to the table, but sometimes with our guests, it's, you know, it, the, the guest is so well known or what have you that it's, that it's, you know, that you hardly even look at the page of information, right, to bounce around and find things to ask. But, um, you know, there were just some things where I think him, you know, him clearing up, him him being honest about his experience with Jeremy Mayfield and then wanting out of his contract, mm. um, his honesty around his time with Kenny Irwin and how that went down. Uh, you know, I thought he was respectful, uh, but also gave – his truth you know and didn't um you know didn't mail in the answers uh but i thought you know and he's still in the business right and that's a particular difficult position for some of these guys that are still working in the industry to be in to come in here and actually say hey man this is exactly what happened and this is how i, I that hurt or that you know that bothered me or i got angry with this guy or whatever and um a lot of guys that are still working in the industry are really kind of protective and guarded about being honest because they have to go back into that garage, you know, the next week uh, and face a lot of the people, uh, you know, in our industry that are maybe a little careful about, you know, who they spend their time with. Very know? clearly political. I mean, yeah. that's the thing he hates about it. I wonder about this from you, though. Are you comfortable? Let me back up. <clears throat> When we have Slugger Labby on, yeah. the way we had Steve Mill on, and the way we're going to have Richie Gilmore on soon, yep. the, you know, obviously I'm fascinated by <clears throat> the DEI days, as I'm sure most of our listeners are going to want to hear yeah. each person's versions of that. But I'm curious, and I, I don't want to take it for granted, but how comfortable or uncomfortable are you when we go rehash those 2001 to 2004, 2005, yeah. uh, you know, days? Uh, it, it's comfortable and uncomfortable. Um, you know, there were some good points and good times, wins and moments that we did well, where those are very comfortable to talk about. Um, but like, you know, him saying, Hey man, I came over to your house at six thirty in the morning and y'all were still partying from the night before. And there was still a lot of people there and you were supposed to be going somewhere and you had forgotten about it. And, um, that is embarrassing, mm. you know, after all these years, uh, I feel like that in the moment when I was living that life, I thought, you know, I'm the Budweiser driver. Partying's part of my job. <laughs> it, I, I think that's a fair thing, right? Yeah. I is. mean, it felt, it felt like I was doing no wrong. <clears throat> now I know better. You know, after all these years, now I know better. So sitting here across from any of the, any of the people that worked at DEI, um, Steve Meal and, and Michael. I mean, I've had, I'm faced, faced with having to admit not care, you know, not doing the right things, not making the right choices or, <clears throat> or even saying maybe I did something or said something that was detrimental to them. Like Michael brought up a moment where he was like, you went into the media and went after me and told them people that you didn't think I was part of the team or part of the future. And so, yeah, that happens in this room, and it's an honest moment where you've got to be like, okay, yeah, must I was a real jerk, or, or yeah, I was making some bad choices, and I shouldn't have been the person in charge. I shouldn't have been the I shouldn't have been the one to make that decision because I made I obviously clearly made the wrong decision. Um, and so that yeah, it's uncomfortable, but I'm not um, opposed to having those conversations i know when somebody from the comes in here there's going to be some moments where 
I'm going to have to sit there and go, yeah, I was, I bear some responsibility, hmm. right? Because I am not, you know, not no one is squeaky clean in all of that, and um, yeah, well, maybe there's some people that are, but I certainly wasn't. You know, I could have done things better, differently. I could have been more professional. I could have had my head on straight and been more career focused. Um, uh, but you know. It, it's so far in the rearview mirror now that there's nothing you can really do about it other than say, yeah, I admit, I, I, I should have done something different in that moment. And I hope that's good enough for Slugger or whoever else is across the table. I, I think it is good enough. I think it's also somewhat necessary, and I don't even know if you realize it or not, but, like, you know, I think back to Ty <clears throat> Norris when we had him on a year or two ago. You know, there's a lot of things that are said about those days that uh, people have been harboring. And I, yeah. I said it yesterday that – it seems to me, as somebody that's completely objective and was not around during those particular years, um, especially in the aftermath of your dad's death, was that there was there was a lot of misunderstandings based off of just the the natural human grieving and and the fact that nobody was really in their right mind, and that's okay. Yeah. But the, you know what? In the case of Ty Norris, he kind of carried for two decades thinking that you were mad at him or you didn't, you know, like something. And the fact of the matter is you don't even remember it that way. You don't remember something. And so, like, I think that some of the things you might be embarrassed about, like, I don't remember that or I don't – it's it's actually, <laughs> in a strange way, somewhat um, healing a bit because people can at least get out on the table how they remember it and maybe issues that they had, and then they hear you say, yeah, I don't remember that, but um, – Sometimes it's just it, it's it's necessary. I hope that is it is healing. And the wor- the one thing I think that I'm worried about is that it would cre- it would dig up an old argument, an old mis- uh, an, an old disagreement would be a new fresh one created for no reason at all, right? I don't want to I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. And if there is, you know, if and everybody's going to have their version of what happened, and that's fine. I'm not going to dispute anybody's truth they have they looked at it through their lens and how they experienced it and and i'm i'm not uh i'm not going to get in the way of that i think you know if i that's i don't mind talking about dei but i do not want it to create any you know friction or Mm. or be a source of frustration with anyone um that was involved in it because you know every you know that would be the, the last thing I would want to do, you know, so it is a bit touchy or, or it is a, it's a little dicey, you know, when you, when you sit down with somebody who's been part of the, part of that organization and they're going to come in and go, Hey man, this is how I saw it. Yeah. And you're like, all right, I know that other people that were part of the organization are listening to this conversation and are going to have a different opinion about this. Right. Yeah. And just because I'm sitting across the table from, Someone telling their truth. It's not that I'm. I'm it's not. It's not a an, an endorsement. You know. Um, I don't you, know. I think that uh, I appreciate you saying that. I also think that um, what we might sometimes forget, and I hope it uh, doesn't get lost on anybody listening to our podcast, is that frankly, I look at DEI as a reason to celebrate <laughs> a, an extraordinary achievement through what was extraordinarily tough times. DEI. We can sit there and pick about pick, pick at the negative things and whether you can even pick about with you know you know the ownership or the management or this crew chief or that crew chief. DEI and it at its best was phenomenal 
watch. It, phenomenal racing. And it was phenomenal a great. Phenomenal racing. And, when, and at its best, it was a really, really, really fun place to be. Absolutely. And I pass this thing every day coming to work, and I look at it as, man, what an amazing company this was at its height. Yeah. At its height, man, just so fun to watch. The personalities you know, Steve Park, you know, winning at Watkins Glen and, and getting up on that car. And then Michael Waltrip, you know, what the the story of him not being able to win a race and then going in there. I mean, like he is, there's just so many positive things that I hope that the people that come in here, we may have to get through the crap, but I hope that they come out uh, feeling appreciated yeah. because they were part of something special. Yeah. Well, all right. So, um, I want to make sure that everybody remembers. Uh, I know you know the Coke 600s this weekend, and the Indy 500 is as well. That's right. I will be in Indy working with NBC. It's on Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern on NBC and Peacock. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun out there. I think I'm working with Steve Letarte in the morning a little bit uh, and then back to the, the pit box with, uh, with Tariko and Danica. And uh, so, anyways, going to have fun. Uh, it's always an experience. You have no idea what's coming in Indy. It's, it's every, every Indy 500 I've been to has been unlike the others. Yeah. Um, and I think they're saying that this one's going to be quite competitive. NASCAR history and heritage come alive at the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Celebrate my fellow inductees Donnie Allison, Jimmy Johnson, and Chad Knauss with their class of 2024 artifacts enshrined in the Hall of Honor. Don't miss the Ford Performance Showcase. It's a new inside NASCAR exhibit that showcases the Ford Mustang's next-gen car through its design and innovation. The latest edition of Glory Road explores over 75 years of racing history with its cool 33-degree banking and 19 cars on display. On Mondays and Fridays, there's guided tours that take you behind the scenes with incredible stories and access to a NASCAR Hall of Fame insider. Or you can explore the hall at your own pace with the new mobile hub. It's a digital experience. Get behind the wheel of a realistic iRacing simulator. Or you can learn how fast-paced pit stops work with the Pit Crew Challenge. From the legends who shaped the sport to the new heroes earning a spot in the record books, the NASCAR Hall of Fame delivers an unforgettable experience. Book your visit to the hall today at nascarhall.com. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast 
We're going to play some games, Mike. All right. Prepare to lose. Yeah. Before we do that, though. I was talking to myself. <laughs> <laughs> Before we do that, though, let's jump into some Short Track Insider with Hannah Newhouse. Welcome back to another episode of Short Track Insider, where I am actually on site at the Sharon Speedway out in Ohio for three days of racing with the World of Outlaw Late Models. So as we record this, it is a Thursday afternoon, but man, what a crazy last seven to ten days of racing that we've had, starting all with last week with North Wilkesboro. Of course, we talked about it on the last episode with the Cars Tour, Pro Late Models, Super Late Models, all the way in through the weekend. I mean, we had tour-type modifieds on track. You had dirt late models. You had pavement late models. You had sprint cars running on pavement and on dirt. You had midgets. You named it. I mean, if you didn't get the chance to watch all sorts of racing this weekend, you most definitely missed out. So there's way too many things to try and recap and tell you who won where. So just to pick out a couple of them, one of them being the Tony Holman Classic, which was ran on Monday out at Terre Haute. Brady Bacon was able to break through on that one and get his first Tony Holman Classic win, which is so crazy to believe. And then two days of racing took place at the Millbridge Speedway. Uh, Millbridge, of course, out in my neck of the woods out in North Carolina, uh, hosted the Extreme Midgets presented by Toyota. They ran both Tuesday and on Wednesday. And man, Cannon McIntosh was the class of the field, of course, winning on Wednesday, knows his way around that place. But it wasn't without a pretty good little fight from uh, some of the local drivers that stood up and, and tried to take one away from him. So again, as I say, this is Thursday, so plenty of racing this week. But one driver before we get into what to watch this weekend that I definitely felt like we needed to catch up with was the driver, Brendan Queen, who found victory lane at North Wilkesboro last week for the Cars Tour. We talked about it, but man, I definitely wanted to hear from him because what a cool opportunity, what a great win to be able to add to that resume. He's continued to build a name for himself. That resume, that roster is growing, and you know, to get a win like North Wilkesboro is absolutely incredible. So we caught up with Butterbean, Brendan Queen, about his win with the Cars Tour at North Wilkesboro. This win... Obviously, to me, is the biggest of my career. Uh, and, you know, the car store is so tough from first on back to 30th. Everybody has a shot to win, it seems like, every week. And one week you can be on top, and the next week be 25th. So it's such a humbling sport and, and a humbling series, to be honest with you. It's the toughest thing I've ever done away from Langley uh, going into this tour this year. But it's um this win at Wilkesboro to me means more than anything I've ever accomplished and at the same time I think it's probably the biggest win of the year on the schedule uh just of how historic the track is and how much it means to everybody to see the track come back to life I mean the last race here I wasn't even born so uh just to be able to say I've rode the lift is something special now the emotions of winning this race, uh, you know, at times I wanted to cry, at times I wanted to scream and holler. It just, as it was sinking in and, and realizing what we accomplished as a team, it, that's what it was all about. I mean, I'm the lucky guy that gets to hold the wheel and, and get the spotlight, but that Lee Pulliam Performance uh, zero 03 team, everybody from the shop to the motorman to the chassis man to the crew chief, everybody involved on that whole team, is the ones that made it happen and being able to ride that lift and watch them enjoy the moment and celebrate with me in victory lane that's what it's all about so cool to hear from brendan again i mean just even talking to him on the phone before we recorded that he 
couldn't even believe that he had the opportunity to, to win a race like that. And, you know, like he'd mentioned, one of the biggest races in late model stock racing, and he's now got that on his resume. And I'll be uh, curious to see what momentum that pushes him forward through, through the rest of the season. But, all right, let's shift the focus. What to watch this upcoming weekend. Uh, again, as we speak, it is Thursday, so tonight... There is a lot of racing action, even really just kicking the weekend off, starting with the Show Me 100 with the Lucas Oil Late Models. They're down in Wheatland, Missouri, and, you know, this is one of the bigger races in dirt late model racing. You can watch all Lucas Oil racing on Flow Racing, so that is all weekend long for them. Also, it's Little 500 Week at Anderson, so make sure you check that out. One of the most prestigious sprint car races on pavement that happens each and every year, leading into, of course, Indy 500 Weekend. As I'd mentioned, the World of Outlaw Late Models are at Sharon for a three-day show starting tonight. It's $26,000 to win, and then Saturday, man, a big paycheck on the line for some drivers. So uh, you can watch all World of Outlaw Case Late Model stuff on Dirt Vision. And as well tonight, Southern Super Series runs at Hickory Motor Speedway. And then, of course, you've got the USAC Sprint Cars at Circle City this evening. You can watch all things USAC Sprint Cars. Of course, Circle City, I believe, right outside of Indy. Um, You can watch them on Flow Racing. So switching over to Friday now, you've got the World of Outlaw NOS Energy Sprint Cars at Atomic on Friday and on Saturday. So a two-day show for them, and you can watch them on Dirt Vision. And then you've got the All-Stars at Port Royal on Friday. They were at Bridgeport on Thursday, and they will be a two-day show at Port Royal Friday and Saturday. Of course, in the Pennsylvania area uh, in I said Mechanicsburg last year or last weekend, but that is not correct. Port Royal is not in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. All things All-Stars you can watch on Flow Racing. Then you've got the USAC Sprint Cars at IRP on Friday. And the Smart Modifieds are back in action at Franklin County. You can watch them, of course, on Flow Racing as well. And last but not least, you've got the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour on Saturday. They are at Lee, USA, which, of course, is up north. And all NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour things can be watched on Flow Racing. But just to preview into next week a little bit, because there still is some midweek racing happening, the World of Outlaw NOS Energy Sprint Cars go to Lawrenceburg on Monday. And then the High Limit Racing Series is back in action on Wednesday at Tri-City, which is right outside of St. Louis, right outside of the Gateway area, kind of leading into... The race weekend for NASCAR as NASCAR goes to Gateway next weekend. So they're really just kicking off actually a full week of racing at Tri-City, which we'll get into that next week on Short Track Insider because there'll be plenty of racing at Tri-City all weekend long. So again, guys, man, crazy to think May is coming to a close, but it's only just starting to kickstart the busy part of short track racing. So plenty to watch all weekend long, uh, no matter what discipline of a race fan. And I su- I highly suggest and encourage you, you know, if you're a pavement late model fan, maybe try watching some, some dirt late model racing. Or if you're a, you know, late model fan in general, maybe try watching some sprint car racing and midgets because there's just so many great races happening this weekend in so many different ways to watch so we'll have you covered next week of course uh, and each and every week here on short track insider All right, so good job, Hannah. It's awesome to hear about all the great things going on in grassroots racing and short track racing all across the country. And uh, she does such a great job with that. Segment. Yes, she does. We're going to play a game. Guess the driver, but it's a little bit different. All right. All right. And I've looked at the page, and I see the difference. Cheater. Across the top, we're going to have the team owners, Michael Waltrip Racing, Stuart Haas Racing, and Chip Ganassi. Mm-hmm. Down the left side, 
It says NASCAR Cup Series, Sunoco Rookie of the Year, and the Coca-Cola 600. Yes. So, so like a winner of the Coke so 600 driver, who drove for Ganassi, Stuart no Haas, Walker. no clue. So you tell me. Yes. Yeah, so the driver raced for one of the race teams on the top, and they won a championship, won Rookie of the Year, or won the Coke 600. Got so it. So a driver's got to fit that okay. criteria. Huh. I believe Dale won last time. <clears throat> Dale, you can go first. You control the board. All right. That's my sound um, effects for my <laughs> my answer. <laughs> Do the drum roll. Man. Is he on a timer? I think Michael, Michael Waltrip Racing and the Coca-Cola 600 is going to be David Rudiman. Uh, correct. Whoa. Whoa. Do you want to be X's or O's? I just need to know from my score sheet here. I just put my I just put my name in there. Oh. All right, David Rudiman, bottom left. Then now it's to Mike. All right, so I can't use Rudiman on anything else. No. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> so hard. I know. Uh, <laughs> hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up. Let right. me ask you a question real quick. Yes. So, like, is the he the driver did this thing in that car? No, no. He just ran uh, for that race team as well. And then he also Did was the, rookie of the year. Oh, so he, he didn't have he to win a, the 600 no, not in Michael Waltrip's car. No, not, not necessarily, no. Oh, but no. I thought it'd be too easy if I did it that way. Okay, got you. Well, so, okay. Um, yeah, I just wanted to make sure you knew that, Mike. That opens it up a little bit. Right, okay, can I just say Kevin Harvick for the middle one? Stuart Haas Racing, rookie of the year. That is correct. All right. That's Dale. Um... I'm going to say Rookie of the Year, and Michael Waltrip Racing is, um, golly, I just had it. Um, golly. Brian Vickers. Nope. No. Mm, no. Mm. He didn't run Rookie of the Year? I don't think so, no. You don't oh, think four, so? He, it was Casey Kane. Okay. So. All right. Top left, Cup Series Championship, Michael Waltrip Racing, Dale Jarrett. How much I'm going to say? Top left? Mm-hmm. Yes, correct. You're on the roll. So, Mike, bottom right, you can win. Unless I get it first. That's a deal. <clears throat> um, Chip Ganassi Racing in the Coca-Cola 600. I'm going to say Jamie McMurray. Dang it. Uh, correct. Chip Ganassi Racing Cup Series Championship, top right, Kyle Larson. That is correct. You guys are knocking this out before I can write them all. So I can win if I get this middle bottle. Oh, sh! Did you see <laughs> Mike, that? You didn't I was see going it. for my own win. <laughs> Why? But I didn't know. Yeah, because I was actually planning on getting that bottom right. You just took it from me. Oh man, dang! I was. I'm not paying attention. All right. Oh, but he can't. Okay. So you can't use the same driver twice. No. Yeah, you can't use oh. Kevin Harvick. No. Well, I guess it's uh, to get this one right, and I know it's one of two. Hmm. Tony Stewart for Coke 600 and Stewart Haas Racing. The bottom right? Mm-hmm. No, incorrect. Bottom, not bottom, no, bottom right. Bottom, bottom, bottom middle, sorry. Bottom middle. Incorrect. 
back to Mike. Okay, then uh, Tony Stewart for the top center Cup Series Championship, Stewart Haas Racing. Yes, correct. Winner. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. Yes, he has won the top. How? I got all all the ones at the top. Oh, you right. did. I think the answer. See the same thing. I was. I wasn't looking. I know. At the I was bottom, so You were looking at the top. So is Kurt Busch the six hundred? Uh, for Stuart Haas. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. Him, Austin Dillon, and Mark Martin also would have went there. Austin Dillon. Yes, he ran for Stuart Haas, and so did Mark. Austin Mark Dillon Martin? ran for Stuart Haas in that fourteen when uh, Stuart got hurt. That's crazy. Yeah. Mike, you won. Good job, Mike. Mm-hmm. That Good was job. fun. I kind of like that one. A little different. A little yeah, different. a little different. <clears throat> to the uh, wire. Yeah. Down to the wire, Mike. Came Good down. job. Guess the driver. That was fast. It was. I'm, it I'm, was. I'm actually. We're much better at that one um, than most. Uh, I'm still looking at the board. I'm trying to figure out if Michael Waltrip Racing and Rookie of the Year, uh, would you be able to figure that one out? I, don't I have know. moved. Matt, you, you've moved on. I have moved on. Yeah, okay. Yep. I'm still, I so do not stick around for the loss. It was what? Brett Moffat, by the way. Brett Moffat. Yeah. Oh, well, Jesus. that was so, going to be. I was like, he knows this? Wow. That's where the time was going to be made <laughs> yeah. up in this uh, episode. <laughs> if it come down to that. Thank yep. on that. This is sort of like the Wilkesboro uh, All-Star Race, yeah. where you know it could have been long, but it wasn't because we didn't have uh, Brett Moffat. Yeah, this is an abbreviated show, but um, just want to tell everybody, man, we've got some pretty cool ideas coming down the road. Uh, we've talked about it on uh, on the podcast before, and I'm all, I'm only mentioning it now because I worked on it all day yesterday. All right, let's go ahead and say it. Our oh, we're going to release the name and everything. Have we talked about the name? I'm looking at uh, Tiff's uh, little, the adult in the room. Tiff Powers. Tiff says no. We haven't released the name, so we shouldn't. Let's do something better with it. Yeah. All right. Not announce it now. All right. So, anyways, I've got this really cool podcast I'm working on, and um, Bobby Marcos and I are working on it together. Um, and I'm actually, I don't think I've, I don't know how to say this the right way, but I've probably worked on this harder and been more involved in the creative on this than anything else I've done here with Dirty Mo Media. Yes. Yeah, I, I would think that's right. I mean, Lost Speedways, you were, but I tell you what, I mean, Lost Speedways, you relied on a lot of other people. We're relying on you for this one. Yeah. I mean, so, you are 100% carrying yeah. the load on this one. I can't wait to to release this and show everybody what I'm working on. I think it's a freaking awesome idea, and I hope everybody enjoys it. Um, yeah, but we'll see. We'll see. It's one of those things. It's a risk you take. Yeah, no, I think people will enjoy you this. Think so? yeah, okay. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Well, it's something that's going to populate our um our Dale Jr. download time slot uh at certain parts of this of this season. So um we're always we love having guests. Uh we love doing our dirty air segment and all that. Um, but this is going to be kind of woven into into the year at certain parts. But I'm really excited about it. It's taking a lot of work. It's it's hard. It's hard to it, it. It's really whatever you put in. Like I've I wrote uh, the first episode and then um, I've now rewrote it. So mm. it's kind of a, uh, and I'm sure I could go back and rewrite it again if I wanted to. But at some point you got to just put it out there. Yeah. Anyways, that's gonna be fun to see how everybody reacts to that. But anyways, um, until we can uh, tell you what it is. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna put yeah. together some cool. Release video or something? Yeah. What do y'all got in mind? Yeah, yeah. that. We're, okay. we're, we'll All do right. something clever with Doing it. Doing a cool release video. Yep. All right. Until then, I hope y'all have a great weekend. Uh, we'll see you next week. Back here again. Same time, same place, but Coke 600. Hope it's a great race. Everybody going out there to see the Xfinity or the Cup Cars run. 
Uh, JRM Fan Day today. Yeah, JRM Fan Day. That's right. So hopefully we All see some people All kinds of people yep. in town uh, for Charlotte Race Weekend. And then uh, the Indy 500, don't forget. Yeah, have fun in Indy. 11 a.m. Eastern, NBC and Peacock uh, for the Indy 500, and uh, that's where I'll be. I'll see y'all. All right. Check out Dirty Mode Media on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. <laughs>